guess what time it is. It's voting time. I'm sorry, it makes me think of that High School Musical song. It's I really thought of guess what day it is. Like Home commercial. Day? That's exactly what I thought of. Yes, it's voting time. The primaries are happening right now. Everybody know what a primary is? Taylor? I do, but... Well, I don't. A lot no, of people... <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people don't. It's true. I've been texting people throughout the past couple weeks um, to make sure that everyone's voting. And yeah, there's a lot of confusion around it. And as I do more research, there's a reason it's confusing. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I agree. Like I... Okay, now I know what a, what a primary <laughs> is. Okay, but I will say for a while, I was kind of faking it. Like... <laughs> Like, I knew there was a primary, and I knew you voted in it, but I was like, that's all I really know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, today's episode, we're going to kind of just talk about what a primary is, why it's important, and why you should go vote in it mm -hmm. very soon. Do <laughs> so, basically, the idea of a primary is to kind of narrow down the amount of candidates that are in each party. So, you know how each party, when it starts, there's like, right now, in the Democratic race, there's so many candidates that have declared and we can't, you know, vote for all of these candidates because that could potentially, you know, quote, split the vote or something. <laughs> so by having a primary, it kind of allows each party to narrow down one candidate in their party that they want to collectively choose to vote on in the general election. So how the setup of a primary basically worked is sometimes they're open, sometimes they're closed. And we're kind of in the middle of that. But Taylor's going to tell you what that means. <laughs> Yeah, there are three types of primaries. There's open, closed, and then semi. There's I've seen it written a couple ways. There's semi-open, semi-closed, but they mean the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So here in North Carolina, we have this semi-situation where <laughs> if you are registered under a party, that means that that is the ballot you will be getting. So if you're registered Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, and then these tiny ones, libertarian, small too, but even smaller, green and constitution. Mm -hmm. If you're registered under those parties, you will get that ballot on registered unaffiliated or independent, as some people call it. You get a choice. So we you, like choices. Yeah, choices are fun. <laughs> um, I'm unaffiliated. I've been unaffiliated, I think, since I've been registered the whole time. I'm, I'm um, also unaffiliated. So that means that when I go to the polls... They'll ask me, which ballot do you want? And unfortunately, they may not explain it to you. Yeah. So that's kind of why we're here. Mm -hmm. So as an unaffiliated, I would get the choice between a Republican, a Democrat, or a Libertarian ballot. I don't actually get to choose from Green or Constitution because the deal is that the party gets to choose if unaffiliated can can okay. vote in their, Got it. In their so like on their each of the party like Democrat, Republican, Green, Constitution. Mm -hmm. They're like I decide if I want people that aren't in my party to vote. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So they collectively get to choose, and Green and Constitution has chosen to not let unaffiliates vote in their their ballots. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what the reasoning behind that necessarily would be, but there's a lot of rhetoric around the ability to to switch around and vote in different parties. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's fully closed, you know, that's like half the states that can be anywhere from Kentucky to New York to Connecticut, D.C. I didn't know that many states had closed primaries. Yeah. And that's just, you know, you wherever you're registered, you get that ballot. Mm -hmm. I don't know what their unaffiliated ballots look like. They could be specifically nonpartisan ballots, which means that they only get to vote in nonpartisan races. Unfortunately, I don't know that, but that's okay because we're all living in North Carolina. Woo! Right? We're not worried about that. Our stuff is... We don't know that. <laughs> ...is more important. So I know it's important to explain this fully because of the fact that 
a lot of people in North Carolina are registered unaffiliated. Just last year, they actually, the numbers overtook registered Republicans. Mm. And I bet uh, by the end of 2020, the numbers will overtake registered Democrats as well. Yeah. I really think it's just about like that choice that you get with Mm -hmm. it. You know, it doesn't like lock you in as much. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, I know that for me and I would, I think that a lot of young people as well, that we're registered unaffiliated largely because of not jiving with the big parties. Yeah. You know, there's the quote unquote, the establishment Mm -hmm. or, you know, all entrenchment. We just think that no one's really getting it. Yeah, I agree. And so I know that's probably how it is for us, but there could be other reasons. The weird part about all of this, though, is why we choose to be semi-closed or fully closed it's kind of this this rhetoric around spoiling that, what does um, that mean? some I don't know who they are, but there are <laughs> there are people that believe that if you can bounce between parties, that you're voting in specific races to spoil yeah. on purpose. Okay, I've definitely okay. Now I've heard of this. Yeah, is this like when people are like, I voted in the Republican primary for somebody that wasn't this candidate because I hope they don't get into the general. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's the idea that like someone is going to go vote in one party that they don't actually agree with. Okay, I've heard people say this. To yeah. vote for example maybe like the really weak candidate mm-hmm. in hopes that if the weak candidate Gets wins, enough. then they'll lose in the general. Yeah. And it's funny because you'll see that, I don't know, for some reason it, it's a very pervasive narrative mm-hmm. which is shocking because it doesn't really happen. Yeah, that's most I feel like that's most narratives in like voting issues they're like not real yeah exactly it's really frustrating because you'll see it even on websites of seemingly trusted sources that will explain it to you they won't say like this never happens they're like this is what people are worried about or like this is the worry when you have an open primary yeah and obviously it's not super easy to track but voting records are public and you could see if someone's bouncing back and forth in a weird way yeah or maybe like I guess if they were bouncing back and forth for years, that would be normal. Yeah. I think it would because be if can... it was just one where they were like, eh. Randomly. Yeah. So I'm glad that we have semi-open or whatever. Yeah. But unfortunately, I do wish that we had fully open because, and this comes from some conversations that I've had with people this week during my get out the vote contacts. Mm-hmm. I've had a few people, you know, I'm like, hey, you're going to get out there. And they're like, well, I'm registered with this party, but I'm kind of fed up with it. I want to move over to this other party. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, unfortunately, you can't change your party once voting has started. Yeah. And that's like the semi-closed part of North Carolina. It has to be what you're already registered as by the time the deadline happens. So that guy, he can't go to the polls and re-register during same-day registration, yeah. you know, and during early voting and say, I want to re-register and specifically change my party. That's one of the parts that's closed out in North Carolina. So I talked to him. I was like, okay, I understand if you're not feeling the president on that side or yeah. like who's who's running for president on that side, but there's a lot of down-ballot races that you can be voting for. And he was like, I'm just kind of fed up with the whole situation. So it's mm. like he truly is fed up with the whole party, yeah. not just, you know, the top picks. So he very well may not be voting. And that's just a bummer yeah. when he's someone who's been paying attention and he has opinions and mm-hmm. he would go out otherwise. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. And it it's unfortunate because the two... An extent, like, you know, I can't blame them for feeling that way, but also that's exactly what they want us to do. Like, that's Mm -hmm. why they make this so difficult and Mm -hmm. frustrating because they want us to not vote Mm -hmm. because they know what'll happen if we do. And so that's why it's really upsetting when somebody finally does get fed up and it's like, I can't blame you, but like... Right. This is what we've got to work with. 
And then something else that I heard about, one of our partners, he he works for a coalition partner. So he knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. He's been doing voting work for a long time. He went to go vote at the early voting location at NC Central. So that's a college campus. It's an HBCU, historically black college university. So he went to vote there and he's unaffiliated. And the poll worker there said, oh, you're unaffiliated. You can only vote in the nonpartisan races. Here's a nonpartisan mm. ballot. And it was just like two really local things. What? And he knows his stuff, so yeah. he said, no, that's incorrect, I get to choose. And he was able to fix it for himself, and since he, you know, he's tight with us, he called the hotline and he told us what was like happening. Heads up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thankfully it was the first day of early voting, so, you know, the lawyers talked with her on the hotline, then called the County Board of Elections in Durham and got that poll worker specifically retrained mm-hmm. so that she knew she was doing it wrong. Yeah. And we fixed it. But there's so many scary things about that, right? Yeah. Like, that was at a college campus that's mostly people of color. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she was being malicious. She just truly didn't know. Yeah. And she was just doing the wrong thing because either the training isn't great or I don't know how long we've been semi-open, semi-closed, but like maybe we were closed a few years back and she's been doing this for like 20 years yeah. and she's thinking of old rules. Mm-hmm. Because I know that happens a lot with poll workers. They've been doing this forever and they don't remember the new rules. So that's the <laughs> that's the importance of how specific election law is and also the importance of using our hotline. <laughs> One eight eight eight. Our vote. Yes. Please call if something happens to you while you're while you're voting in the primary. Want to make sure that it gets um, figured out. So the state parties also get to decide something else that's interesting. They get to decide if primary challengers get to appear on the ballot of the incumbent president. Interesting. I know this sounds weird. Yeah. So, and usually they choose not to. So, what is a primary challenger? So, for example, back in two thousand twelve. There was someone who was running for Democratic president primary against Obama. Okay. So it's 2012. He's the incumbent. He's currently the president. He's running for Mm reelection. And there was some other person running against him. I don't remember that person's name (laughs) because clearly what happened. But this person was running against him and North Carolina... Because it goes by state. North Carolina State Democratic Party said, no, we're not putting you on the ballot. Because we have an incumbent that we're all behind, you're not even going to be on the primary ballot. What? How do they do that? It's for some reason they get to choose that. Like that's how the law goes is that the parties get to choose that just like they're choosing if unaffiliated can vote on their ballot. So Um, where does that person, what ballot do they show up on? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. What? (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. And because you wouldn't know because, I mean... I don't know if you were old enough to vote in 2012, but if you were... No, absolutely not. (laughs) Yours yours mean nothing to me. I was. Um, It's not. (laughs) But yeah, so it was just Obama on the primary, which is funny because if we think back to what we said just like three minutes ago about what primaries are for, is just to make sure that the will of the people are behind one person. And sure, Obama would have still won that primary if that other person was on the ballot. Yeah, that's so weird to me. But I don't feel like it's very democratic to not allow them on the ballot. I feel like the whole purpose is that. And then they were like, no. Even though that's the purpose of the whole thing that they're doing anyways. Yeah. It's a weird power of the party. Yeah. And I didn't check the Republican ballot, like the sample ballot, but I did read to corroborate this. (laughs) So maybe someone will tell us later. I read an article that said that uh, someone who's running against Trump in the Republican primary got it approved. Like there was this whole fight for it and they're supposedly on the ballot. But it was this whole big thing. Like I think it was taken above the party. Like I'm pretty sure the state GOP said no 
mm-hmm. as they normally would and yeah. as almost everyone has done before in North Carolina especially. And I think they took it to court or something. So he, that person may be on the ballot. That's interesting. So in one state, they could be on the ballot and then another state, they wouldn't be on the ballot. Yeah. That is so confusing. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's like frustrating. I get why people feel like they don't want to participate. Like we were talking about earlier, the rules, I don't know. They're discouraging, I guess you could say. Yeah. But like I said, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be still, you know, pushing forward and keep fighting. But like, it is discouraging Mm -hmm. because- I've been I've been watching the the debates, you know, like I'm sure you've been watching the debates too, Taylor. But I've been hearing I actually a lot of, don't. I get it. They're this is so, what this is what we're talking about they're already. They're so cringy. I can't deal with it. This so I just exactly. read recaps later. <laughs> and even in those recaps, you'll read like so many mixed reviews, you know, some people don't even like what anybody has to say. There's some mm-hmm. people that aren't watching them, not because they're cringy, but because they genuinely are like, I cannot listen to this. Like, it's not exciting for everybody, but it is important to stay updated and keep looking. And we don't always have to look to the presidential debates, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of times what people think about just in terms of voting in general, which is, you know, just a widely thing. We think of voting, we think of president, but there are so many other positions that are also on the primary ballot, you know? So it's really important that we're still, you know, keeping that eye out and reading those recaps for positions that aren't just presidential, because I know those could be really frustrating, but like maybe look a little closer to home. Mm-hmm. Look at your governor or lieutenant governor or the state treasurer. There's so many different positions that are up for reelection right mm-hmm. now that you could have the chance to have a voice in. Yeah, even um, the elevator queen. Not the queen. Y'all know Cherie Barie? <laughs> the elevator queen. Or Cherry Berry. Uh, I, <laughs> Two times of people. Cherie Barie or Cherry Berry. Unfortunately, I think her name is actually Cherie Berry, which is such Cherie a bummer. Berry? What? This is like when I found out Chrissy Teigen was Chrissy Teigen. I know, right? You don't say it right in I your head. I can't say No, Teigen. I say it Teigen in my head. It's so. Teigen. Teigen. <laughs> See, there's so many important things that you could be voting for, okay? She's currently the commissioner of labor, which actually does way more important things than elevator safety. She was the genius to put her face in elevators. No one did that before her, and that's why she was elected so many times. Smart. But uh, yeah, they do, you know, they're in charge of things like unions and workplace, things like something like a workplace comp for government jobs, things like that. So it's actually a very important position. Um, You see, there's so many... There's so many important positions that, like, I wouldn't have known that the elevator queen did all those things. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important that I am looking into what is Cherie Barie doing in her free time. What does she do when she's not sitting in the What does she plan to do next year as the commissioner of labor? Yeah. Like, there's so many more things that we should be voting for Mm -hmm. because they're on the ballot. There's more than just president. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then not to mention, like, those are all state-level things that you mentioned, but... Depending on where you live, you have things in your in your county or in your city. Yeah. I mean, in 2019, most of us voted for mayor and city council, but places like Asheville, mm-hmm. they decided to put it on the 2020 ballot for higher turnout. We've got, you know, our state senate, our state house people. And those are the people who make up the North Carolina oh, General Assembly, right? We know them. Yeah, we know them. <laughs> we talk about them all the time. Uh, they do, they create a lot of hot goss. Um, I love hot goss. <laughs> And specifically, they will be doing our full round of redistricting in 2021. Remember? So those are all the people. If you listen to the gerrymandering episode, we tell you vote for people who want independent redistricting. Those are the people we're talking about. So I looked at my sample ballot 
on NC Voter, okay, like you told me to do, and, <laughs> and I saw that there was, like, this option that says no preference. What did that mean? Yeah, so I had to do some research on this because I kind of just assumed it was, like, a throwaway, that it's like, oh, I don't like anyone. Yeah, that's what I thought when yeah. I saw it. It was, like, a, like a no confidence. I don't yeah. want anybody but there's the numbers behind it still matter. So that's a bubble in in the president list. Okay. So like, for example, if you look at the Democrat one, it's like long as heck. And then at the bottom, <laughs> it says no preference. So the weird thing about this is if we get enough no preferences, then they get delegates. Quote unquote, no preference gets national delegates because... So the way that primaries work is at the end of all the elections, there's a big convention. If y'all remember, it's it's a big deal. It's like televised. You can you can watch it live streaming, and you know the thing that's like the biggest thing is who's speaking at it. You know, it's okay. it's a big honor to speak mm-hmm. at the Democratic National Convention or the Republican National Convention. And here in North Carolina, the Republican National Convention is in Charlotte this year. Yes, it is. So that's where you like finalize who's the candidate. Okay, yeah. And there are things called like a contested convention. Or like an open convention, which just means the delegates, you know, are split too thin or something like that. So back in 2016, for the Republicans, they were afraid that they were going to have a contested convention because Donald Trump had started rising near the end. Okay. And they thought that it wasn't going to come out clean one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But it actually did, as we know. As Uh, we know. (laughs) And so the thing about this no preference is the law states that if 15% of the population bubbles in no preference, then it starts to gain delegates. Interesting. And so it's entirely possible within the law somehow for no preference to then win. If Oh my if, god. Like, if basically this, every, this does not make sense. I mean, like it's not going to happen because that would be wild. What if we all just vote no preference? We were like, this means that we hate everything, we're burning it to the ground. So, canceled. <laughs> Elections <the> canceled. <laughs> all parties canceled. So, yeah, that's the, that's the weird thing about it. But apparently it's like, you know, the law is written such that it could happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I won't bubble that, I guess. <laughs> I would say make it make your best choice. Like, <laughs> it's totally cool if you don't like, like, someone the best, but pick your closest person. But, you know, you have the option to know preference if you, yeah. if you don't like anyone and then you just continue on down the ballot to, to people who you've that's really decided on. That's why she's there. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of different reasons, like, why people wouldn't decide to turn out for primaries. Like, I know for my friends, like, sometimes they'll tell me. I remember, I think I made, like, a joke a while ago talking about, like, Andrew Yang or something. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, anybody that votes for Andrew Yang, they're just, like, throwing their vote away, Mm -hmm. you know. He's not going to win. He's not a main candidate. Like, why would you waste your vote like that? And, like, a lot of people agreed when they said that. People were like, yeah, yeah, why would you do that? Like, that doesn't make sense. And, like... I get why they say that, but it's it's really discouraging because, like, that's the whole reason that we're voting. Like, the whole reason we're voting is so, like, if I want to vote for Andrew Yang and I believe in Andrew Yang, then I should do that. And if yeah. you want to vote for whoever you want to vote for, you should do that. No matter if they're the main candidate in the race, if they're going to win, if they're going to lose, because that just kind of defeats the whole purpose of what we're doing this for. Like, if we all go out there and we don't try to play that game and we just vote for who we want, then maybe who we want will become one of those top candidates. Yeah, it's it's so frustrating to hear people saying things like waste your vote yeah. when if you are voting for someone you believe in, it's never a waste. It's never a waste. And 
Yeah, it's possible that maybe it feels symbolic, like maybe you know, like, you know, polls or whatever, um, or even deciding to vote for someone who's no longer in the race because they're still on the ballot or you can Mm -hmm. write them in or whatever. That's your choice and that's giving that person power for the next time around or someone who like would have a similar platform, they feel like they could gain traction, you know, things like that. I think it's one of the sad things about politics where, you know, oh, you're dumb if you want to just do what you believe in. And it's gotten us into this thing of, like, you have to play the game Mm -hmm. to win. Yeah. And it's, like, that's the whole thing we don't want to do. Like, And, like, like, we're smart people. We do this for a living. You know, granted, we're not in the partisan space, but we we cannot guess. There's no way for us to play this game and, like, properly win. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Polls exist, but if we recall back in 2016, polls said that Hillary was going to win by a landslide. Mm -hmm. Guess what? She did not win by a landslide. She did not win. And so, you know, electoral college, whatever, whatever. But (laughs) in my opinion, polls are broken. Like, people, if they don't want to tell you the truth, if they're asking you a poll, they can just lie straight to your face. Or sample size is bad. Or you know there's There's so many ways to spin information of course yeah it's so subjective that there's there's no way to properly guess who's going to come out on top especially because you know we're a super tuesday state now we didn't mention this earlier but this is the first year we were voting so early in a primary normally our primary is in may and now it's march 3rd to be super tuesday and so you know the next time we'll vote is seven months from now yeah like so much can happen like i've heard some people say like i'm scared of voting for someone i want and then they'll drop out two weeks later because we're so early and it's like Mm. i get it but you just got to do what makes you feel yeah good at this point like the purity of the primary is is getting lost and we should we should do what we can to vote for who we like, who we believe in, who we think represents us. Because just like you said it perfectly, maybe if we all did that, we'd actually yeah. have... I mean, there there are lots of barriers in the way, but it'd be a slight step towards having a more representative government. Exactly. I feel strongly about this. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think everybody should feel strongly about it. And then, you know, it, playing this game thing has just gotten so, so much more mainstream. And it's just generally frustrating because of the way our primaries are set up and they're supposed to evoke unity at the convention and beyond. But, yeah. you know, it's generally because we have a two-party system. You know, these we have ballots for, for Libertarian and Green and Constitution, but mm-hmm. they don't have the opportunity to gain real traction because they're small parties. And America doesn't allow for that, really. Yeah. We're not set up that way. I get that. I agree. So that's also just why we have some of the issues that we have, because we set ourselves up to be polarized. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. This the polarization. I just feel like if we keep going that way, keep thinking like we're going to be splitting the vote somehow by doing that and not actually voting for whoever we want to vote for, we're just, we are wasting our vote in that way by not doing it. By not voting as well, you're wasting your vote again because you're not using it. And that's all you're right as well. But if it's for the reason that it's going to split the party, I feel like you're almost letting people decide the election for us Mm, at that point. Yes. Yeah. Like, why let someone else sway you in yeah. that way? Like, like, why did we Why did we even let them make those the two candidates? Why do those have to be? Why does there have to be only two main <laughs> candidates? Like, why is that always? It just comes back to our two-party system every time. Mm-hmm. It just polarizes us so much that mm-hmm. we feel like we have to play into it. Mm-hmm. Preach. Yeah. Maybe we should a little decompress. <laughs> that was Got kind so of, heated. That was kind of a lot right there. 
We just laid a lot about primaries on all of you. I have a lot of feelings about primaries. (laughs) If you want to print out your sample ballot like I did and see your no preference option, you can go to NC Voter and do that. Yes. It'll walk you through how to do it, or I can tell you right now. You can go to demnc.co slash lookup lowercase one word plug your first name and your last name and click search and you just click the sample ballot section and so if you're unaffiliated three options will pop up i mean just click on them and then they they take you to like a pdf and it okay looks exactly the way it's going to look when you go in there and you know i i think that you should you should do the research and make all your picks ahead of time i think it's stressful trying to stare at someone's name in there while you're voting and you've never heard of them before and you're just like "Ah, i'm just gonna sure (laughs) and I like I won't lie, like when I was young and my first time voting, I know I did that. Yeah. I remember I truly remember my first time voting and I was in there and I texted my dad. I was like, shoot, I don't know who this person is. Do like you know how I feel, <laughs> like would I like this person? And that's stressful. What if he didn't text me back yeah. right away? <laughs> Thankfully he did. But you know, you should you should sit down and do your research first. And like I like to walk in with like a sticky note of a list. That's what I do. You are allowed to use your phones in there in a way that like if you took notes on your phones, that's a new thing that was um, put in the law in 2019. So don't let poll workers tell you you can't bring your phone in there because some of them think that you still can. You can. You can. You shouldn't be taking photos, but like for notes, you know, you're allowed to do that. So go vote in the primary. Election day is March 3rd. And help us create a North Carolina that's built by us. Thanks for listening to this podcast made up by and for the people. Bye. Bye. Connect with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at democracync. Or you can visit our website at democracync.org.